today's Leading Women episode 160. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Michelle Tartaglio. Michelle Tartaglio is the co-founder and research director for Enlight Research, a board advisory and research company whose mission is to optimize board executives' time and talent by delivering easy access to customized industry and financial insights delivered through an iPad application. Prior to her role at Enlight, Ms. Tartaglio was a management consultant with Clarkston Consulting, supporting Fortune 500 clients. Women of the World, Ms. Michelle Tartaglio. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marie. Thanks for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Michelle, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with Enlight Research. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time out them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Absolutely. So Enlight Research, as you mentioned, is a board advisory company, and we provide custom independent research for public and private companies for boards of directors. And, you know, what we, when we started Enlight, our real focus and our goal was to identify an unmet need in the marketplace. And we were seeing that boards of directors are getting a lot of pressures from institutional investors, from corporate governance experts, and others who required them to know more than ever about the market and competitive drivers in the industries for the companies that they were serving. Yet at the same time, they were being challenged to do more around regulatory and compliance concerns. And so we wanted to find a way to help boards maximize their knowledge and information flow in the boardroom and balance out that information without adding excess time into the work that they're already doing. So we started by providing high quality research and insights about the industry in a new and meaningful way, but in a way to reduce the information overload that they were facing. So we developed a subscription-based service for our board research, which you mentioned is delivered by an iPad application. And essentially, it's like a concierge of market intelligence for boards and executive leadership. 
Well, I love what I'm hearing about your business. I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, providing this resource and insights into in their industry. And, and I love the fact that when you mentioned about by not adding to their overwhelm, I'm sure a lot of companies or a lot of executives love that. I mean, not being able to, not adding more to their, uh, you know, to their workload, for example. So I love that you have this service out there. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business. That's right. So I, um, the defining moment for starting and research was actually uh, generated by a lifestyle change. Prior to starting Enlight, I had been working as a traveling consultant, traveling each week, getting on a plane Sunday or Monday night and coming back Thursday or Friday and spending four or five days away from home. And when my husband and I were ready to start our family, we didn't feel like that type of lifestyle was going to work very well for our personal goals. Yet I always loved the advisory type of work that I had been doing and the research that I had been doing, but I, and, and I didn't really want to change the career direction that I was going in. So I needed to find an alternative that would keep me home while my children were small, but still work towards something that was meaningful in my career. So I was very fortunate in my specific situation, you know, before I could even consider what other alternatives might work for our family, the CEO of the consulting company that I had been working with reached out to me when I was on maternity leave with my first child and said, come back when you're ready, we'll build something new and, uh, you know, we can work around your family commitments, especially, you know, while you're getting back into the work- workforce after having my, my first child. And so when I started, our, you know, my job description was very vague. I knew my job would be related to corporate research, but the position could have gone in many different directions. And that's when we decided we really wanted to find an unmet need in the market. We did not want to create a me too company. And so we decided to build something separate and um, that evolved into Enlight Research. Wow. I love that story. And that's the thing, you know, when you know that you have a skill that you develop and, and then you know that you'll be, you're passionate about continuing this, then, you know, you, you can jump into uh, doing it on your own or being, uh, going into business because of, uh, I mean, leveraging that skill that you have learned and finding that, I uh, knowing that you're passionate about, for example, this research and like that. And then you, you know that you have that skill and you, you know that you can leverage that one, uh, building your own business from it so for our listeners out there you know when when you know that you have the skill that you can leverage on and you know that you can uh, provide value to other people be, uh, by, by offering that skills or or that you have that's a great idea to start a business and, and that's how my idea came into being in the first place so i love that i love this, these kinds of stories so thank you for sharing that now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners however they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. Yes, Marie. Well, first, I, I totally agree with you that passion is really critical in starting a business. And I have a true passion for what we're doing at Enlight. And, you know, related to the vision, I can point to a lot of research and literature out there that points out 
the expectations of a corporate board member and how directors themselves are going to need to change and how that industry is going to have to move forward in a different way to represent shareholders and, and represent them differently and represent them, you know, some might argue better. And so our product and service that we deliver to boards is not like anything that's out there in the market today. So certainly part of our vision is to create a new market to get um, information into the hands of directors in a different way. So, you know, in creating this new category of service for directors, eventually I'd really like to have around directors being able to access analysts like at Enlight Research to be on call to answer market questions, to be an independent resource and reference to them as they're making key strategic decisions so that they can trust what their management teams are telling them and, and uh, then verify the information, right? So the, the relationship between directors and executive management is so important that there's trust there. But at the same time, investors are expecting that they're verifying the information that they get, whether through their own experiences or from independent information. And we would like to be the market leader in providing that independent verification and angle for directors to rely on when they're making important decisions on behalf of shareholders. Wow, what a compelling vision that must be. And, you know, the takeaway here for our listeners is to create a vision for yourself or for your business, you know, that inspires you on a daily basis, you know, that encourages you, that gives you direction as you go forward with your business, because there are going to be times when you feel like down or there are going to be challenges along the way. But when you know that you have this vision for yourself and for your business, that will help you, that will give you direction and somehow inspires you on a daily basis. So, Thank you for sharing that vision that you have for you and your company. Well, that was, that was really, um, I love how you phrase it and I love, I can see that, uh, I can see it and it's so vivid and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur and that our listeners can learn from? I think one of the most important things that has helped me be successful with Enlight is being innovative. And I mean, I know that a lot of people think that goes hand in hand with being entrepreneurial. But what I mean by that is not being afraid to try something new and being wrong. I'm, I'm okay with taking chances and, and uh, learning from them quickly if they don't work out. And I'm good at discovering unmet needs. And I can put together a complex puzzle and figure out the missing piece. So in order to be able to be innovative and find new opportunities in the market, it's very similar for me to problem solving in a way where you're looking for what's missing and then ultimately to try and build a solution around it. Um, so one is, is innovative. Another that I think is critical, and we touched on this briefly already, but it's the high energy and enthusiasm I really believe in what we're trying to do at Enlight. And it's easy to build something and dedicate your time towards something you're passionate about. I love talking about Enlight and how we're helping companies and what that means for shareholders. And that comes across with the dis in the discussions that we have with prospects and clients. And they can get excited and enthusiastic about something new and different because I am uh, passionate about it. 
And then another thing that I think is critical as well, and it's hard to describe this personality trait about yourself, um, but is being adaptive. So I know that I can't be right all of the time. I need to be adaptive to changes in the market, changes in different dynamics, and certainly to new ideas from the team. I have to use solid judgment and adapt when the situation is changing around me. And, you know, essentially, once you decide to move in a different direction or adapt, then put the commitment behind it 100%. So I'm not suggesting that you need to change direction constantly, but when it's the right thing to do, move and move quickly by being adaptive. Great personal traits or qualities that you've just shared here, you know, being innovative, having that energy and enthusiasm and being adaptive. Well, the good news is for our listeners that we can all cultivate and adapt these personal traits or qualities that uh, Michelle just shared with us. And I'm really, I'm really huge on, on having that energy, having that passion of what it is you are doing, what it is that you're putting out there because it will show in everything that you do. And being adaptive, of course, you know, there are going to be changing uh, the things around you, the market, for example, the, your team and be receptive uh, also with the ideas from your team. So all of this requires us to be adaptive to the changing environment that we are in. And not only that, but like for what you said about being innovative, there are going to be a lot of trends happening around you. So we have to be willing to be adaptable to that. So thank you for sharing there because it's our huge uh, traits and, and that we can all adapt in our life and in our business as well. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, you know, we continue to have challenges every day. I think one of the toughest things for us is that the clients that we're selling to and interacting with, they're hard to network with, they're hard to get time with, they're busy individuals. When you're talking about CEOs and board members of large private companies or public companies, the decision makers are hard to just get in front of, to tell them about something new. And then, you know, building on that, selling to them is challenging because there are a lot of barriers to closing a sale. You know, even if everyone in the room agrees that the product and service has value and makes sense for them, many companies and executives at that level are looking to see a long, solid track record of how your product or service has worked well, well elsewhere. And so, you know, although we have done custom research before in a different way and have a track record and clients that we can refer. This service that Enlight is providing is new. And we don't even have competitors that we can point to to say, well, they're doing this, but we do it better. We're really building a brand new category. And so since no one else is out there doing this, and the clients that we do have are still in very early stages because you know it's a new service, it's a new company, um, you know, that's a challenge that we have. So we have to look for, to try and overcome those challenges. We try really hard to look for other innovative companies and hope that they'll see the value in what we provide and take a chance on us. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, that's what they're 
and that's what we're asking them to do. They agree that it's valuable, and then they take a chance on on our company and what we're providing. And you know, our clients are seeing the value on its own merits, and our challenge is just to continue to find more boards that are open to change. Wow, I def I definitely can see that the challenge, especially in your market, is because it is so niche. And you are right. I mean, you're dealing with the CEOs of the companies. You are dealing with the directors of the companies, and they have a lot to think about. I mean, of course, I'm sure that even though they know that you know they they can make use of this information you're providing them, it's not just a one person. Um, decisions so that must be a great uh, I mean challenge but you're right I mean there are ways to deal with it and by continuing to uh, provide or to educate them also providing this value for them and also not letting those no's um, be a hindrance to 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 providing this uh, services out there or to making uh, making your services known there and that's the big main thing here for our listeners you know whatever challenges is that you have along the way while you're building this business they are part of being in business i mean even in life we have challenges so the point is that when you have these challenges when you meet these challenges face them embrace them and, but learn from them i mean learn from how for example michelle deals with the challenges that they have in their company you know when you, we know that they were able to weather that storm you know that we were able to deal with it learn from how they do it and that's the that's the good thing because we can learn from each other so thank you for sharing those challenges that i'm sure our listeners can learn from so michelle let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and Talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? You know, Marie, I'm, I'm not sure how, how great my tips might be for, for your audience. You know, I find work-life balance, balance is challenging. I think I do a pretty good job balancing work and, and family. Uh, but I'm very lucky to have a strong team at Enlight Research of individuals who are always willing to pitch in and help out when there's a challenge or a conflict in schedule. And I think that's definitely an important thing for entrepreneurs to keep in mind. You know, a backup plan or somebody who can step in for you either at home or at work uh, is really critical. And, you know, speaking of at home, my husband is always doing so much to help me balance the commitment for our family. He recognizes the efforts that uh, I need to make, sometimes traveling, sometimes working late. And, um, you know, he really pitches in quite a lot at home. And, you know, I can't say that I have mastered this aspect completely, but I do try also to stay very focused on our family when it's family time and very present about work when I'm at work. And that helps me get as much done as possible during the hours in which I'm dedicated to work and not be distracted uh, by work when I'm at home as much as I can. And then, you know, the other thing that is a constant, again, a challenge in this case is that every every decision where you have to decide in how you're going to balance between work and life, it's a judgment call. So, you know, there are times when I have to make a trip for work and potentially miss something important at home, uh, but is the trade-off worth it for the long-term benefit 
And at the same time, there have certainly been amazing work-related opportunities that I've had to trade off for important personal life situations. And sometimes the balance moves towards the work opportunity and sometimes towards the family, but each scenario is different. And I just make a judgment call day in and day out and you know, sort of hope that I'm making the right decision as I go through. And so far, it's, it's worked out very well. Right. And I totally agree with you, you know, this work-life balance, sometimes I call it a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs who are, because we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But you are right. And one way to do it, we don't have to make this complicated. You know, there are simple ways to deal with this. For example, with uh, Michelle, you know, learn to focus and be present with whatever it is that you're doing at that moment. So for example, when you are working, Focus on the work and when you are with your family, focus on the family. Avoid those distractions. Be present with them because that's one way of really letting them know that we are you know, present with them. We are enjoying or we are engaging with them. And it's really important also to communicate with each other. You know, Let them know what it is that we are expecting from them and that they can expect from us. So, so let them know, that, okay, this time I'm going to be working and then this time I can spend the time with you. So it's all about communicating those and also uh, staying focused and present in whatever it is that you are spending at that moment because I told this is a great challenge and I'm sure I'm I'm sure almost all of us entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or even in our normal life we have a challenge in in this uh, area and it's not doesn't it doesn't have to be um complicated i mean we can do little things but especially we have we really have to make time for those that are important to us and that one thing is also is to take care of ourselves i mean being a nurse myself i have seen so many people suffering as a result of not taking their health as a priority so i'm really a big proponent that we really have to take care of ourselves because the greatest investment i believe is our health and without it we won't be able to build this business that we are so passionate about doing in the first place so Find time to not only to take care of yourself, but also take care of your family, take care of your business. So we all have 24 hours in a day. It's how we use those 24 hours. So make time for those that are important to you. That's the bottom line in here. All right, Michelle, let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. You know, I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes individually probably not so in your journey as an entrepreneur what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success marie you know i think that's a really hard question because to your point everybody measures and looks at success in different ways and in a lot of ways i don't feel successful yet you know there are some things where i'm hoping to achieve things that i haven't yet and the way that I will know what they are is, um, you know, is based against how well we're sort of serving the greater good and light research. You know, we, we started our company because we felt like there was a better way to inform boards to help them do their job better. And in turn, then the companies would then make better decisions and run better businesses. Shareholders would be happy and there would be a greater good to... Uh, what we were doing. And while it may not be a direct uh, result, there would certainly be an indirect result 
where we're contributing to the greater good. But that's hard to measure. So one of the ways that we look at success from a benchmarking perspective is to look at the referrals or recommendations that we get from our clients and from others who may not be clients but who believe in what we're trying to do. So when our clients are consistently willing to go out and speak in our behalf about the value that they get from our analyst team and from our research briefs, that then is a benchmark for us to know that we're being successful because clearly our company is making a difference. We're improving the quality of information that's in the boardroom. And at the end of the day, that's really our primary goal. And that's how we'll know that Enlight is successful. Wow, I love your perspective on success and, you know, those benchmarks that you use because that is absolutely right. I mean, you know, when we when we have more clients um, spreading or, or, or benefiting from the services or from the value that we're providing, that's one of the, the what, ful, what fulfills us or what is so gratifying knowing that what you are putting out there is making a difference to other people. For example, other companies that you are, your target market that you are dealing with, that's one of the, the ways that you know, uh, success can be defined or that was one way that can we can measure success. And I do believe that the more people that you impact, the better we feel good about it. And you're right. I mean, success can be defined in many different ways and it's success is relative. I mean, it will be different from you, it will be different from me. And I'm sure a lot for, for our listeners out there as well, it will be different from you. But I challenge you to ask this question yourself, you know, ask it like, what does success mean to you? And you'll be surprised by the answer. So, Thank you for sharing this because this is a great um, segue for what, for being an entrepreneur. I know we have, of course, we have our financial metrics, but at the same time, we also have those intangible benefits of being in business. And more often, it is those intangible aspects that makes us happy, that makes us feel fulfilled, and that makes us uh, feel good about that. what we are putting out there is making a difference into other people's lives. All right, Michelle, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Yes, well, I have two, uh, two thoughts on that that build to a third overall uh, piece of advice for uh, ladies out there listening. The first would be find something you're passionate about. And I know we've talked a lot about that, but it's important for uh, another reason that I just want to bring up. And that's, you know, being your own boss and running a company, that's the glamorous side of being an entrepreneur. You know, you can, in a lot of cases, set your own schedule and, um, you know, you're accountable to yourself. But there is a lot of stress that goes along with uh, being on the hook for making a business successful and making it work. And the way that you can trade off that stress is by finding something that you're enthusiastic about to make all of that time worthwhile and all of that work. Um, the other thing we also talked about is the need to build a great team. Uh, you know, if you can work hard to build a great team back both at home and at work, it will make the ups and downs, which are inevitable, so much easier to handle. And if you have a great team and you're passionate about what you do, 
then I think it's really important to not be afraid to take a risk. You know, if you can try something new, you need to be prepared and you need to do your homework. And it may not work out well the first time every time, but you're never going to know unless you try. And I think it's important to really push yourself, take chances, calculated chances, but it's, uh, it's critical for getting your business off the ground and really turning it into something valuable and, and useful. Great tips there that you've just shared. And so let me just summarize those ones for our listeners because those are huge takeaways that they can actually take action on today. So the first one is to find something you are passionate about doing. I mean, I can't stress this enough because I know that when you, I myself, you know, if I'm not passionate with what I'm doing, I'm not going to be able to continue doing this day in and day out. So it's really important for our listeners out there to find something that you are passionate about doing that you can do this no matter what. And then the second one is to build a great team. I mean, this is huge. And maybe for our listeners out there who are just starting out, you are just working, you're going to be working alone or you're working alone. There will be a time that you need to delegate. You need to, you need to be building your own team. You build, you need to be outsourcing some of the projects, for example. And then the third one is to take calculated risk or calculated chances, you know, push yourself because you, like what you, what uh, Michelle just said, you will, you never know until you, you try. So huge takeaways that you've just shared. So thank you for sharing those. And for our listeners, I'm going to have this on the show notes as well. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? You know, Marie, it's funny. I, I, um, most of our clients are pretty traditional folks, so we're not doing a whole lot that's radically changing the way we interact with our clients or the way that we do business. Um, you know, however, generally we know that the way communication is happening, different styles, different methods, changing is really important for our group to be aware of, both because we need to inform our clients about new technology disruptors, but also um, for us to take advantage of potentially. So, you know, we do use different social tools and sales management tools, but generally speaking, I wouldn't say there are anything new or business uh, tools or apps that were radically uh, impacting our business right now. Like I said, we're, we're pretty traditional business. Well, I still use pen and paper to do my to-do task, <laughs> despite <laughs> having a lot of apps out there. I love my pen and paper. So, so all right. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yes, I have a great book that I would recommend. Um, this is a book that we looked at all the time when we were trying to identify what Enlight Research would do in terms of the unmet market need. And the book was called Blue Ocean Strategy, How to Create Uncontested Market Space and Make the Competition Irrelevant. And um, the book talks a lot about expanding growth into an uncontested market, not by battling competitors, but by reconstructing market boundaries. And it's a great book and a really great read for anyone considering starting a new business or maybe looking to take a bold path in a new direction with the business that they're already running. If you feel like you're competing for the same customers or clients or consumers in a particular market space, this is a great book to help you think outside the box, think a little bit differently about how you can create 
a new market landscape for um, for your business. Right, and that's the blue ocean um, strategy. And I'm going to have that one on our show notes as well. Great resource there. I'm definitely going to be picking up on that and reading that book. Now, last but not the least, Michelle, in my mind, you are a superhero. Or shall I say superheroine? Because you have done this, you have done that. But you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. You know, I don't really know a lot about superheroes. Most of the conversations in our home with two daughters are around Disney princesses and uh, and also Mickey Mouse's clubhouse. And my daughter always wants me to pretend to be goofy. But while I don't necessarily relate to him, it would certainly make my daughter happy if I, if I were goofy. But, um, you know, realistically, um, you know, one of the characteristics of a superhero that would be fantastic is somebody who can teleport or be in two places at once and so I'm trying I don't know of a character offhand that can do that but I'm sure that's a superhero trait that exists out there and I'm sure also many entrepreneurs get the sense that they wish they could be in more more than one place at a time (laughs) totally I'd love to be like that to have that superpower as well absolutely I'm sure a a lot of our listeners a lot of our entrepreneurs out there would love to have that superpower all right (laughs) now share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product and service and where they can get it and then we'll end from there Yep. So if your listeners are looking for ways to be more informed about the industries where they compete, NLight Research would certainly be able to help. Our analysts are excellent. They have hands-on experience in the industries where they serve clients. And in addition to our work with boards, we also do individual custom research reports that companies of all sizes could use to make better decisions with better information. So you could visit our website at www.enlightresearch.com or contact us by email at info at enlightresearch.com or by phone at 866-900-0020. And last but not least, you could always follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at enlightresearch. Yes, and that link is enlightresearch.com or you can email them at info at enlightresearch.com. Their number is one eight six six nine hundred zero zero two zero. And by the way, it's not only for big companies, but if you are a small business owner out there that needs these services that and products that Michelle and, and her company are offering, check them out at nlightresearch.com. And by the way, all of these uh, resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Michelle Tartaglio or just type in your name Michelle Tartaglio on the search bar and it will find it for you. So if you're driving, for example, when you're listening to this one uh, and you weren't able to get those links, I'm going to have them on the show notes as well. But that link is nlightresearch.com and you can email them at info at nlightresearch.com or the number again is one 800 And by the way, it's not only for big companies, but if you are a small business owner that needs their resource or needs their expertise, needs their services, check them out at nlightresearch.com. Michelle, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much, Marie. appreciate you having me on today.
Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg